There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot, Body Dawson, Papa Pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, it's life logistics again. We've been this for a few weeks because we've been... Uh, Balls deep in Rasputin, if you like. People have uh, probably their lives. A lot of lives could have suffered because yeah. of the lack of logistical advice. Well, true, but we always say, you know, there's no legal comeback or anything like that. We offer advice as and when we're able to. We don't do bespoke specific requests. Um, a lot. I mean, we could start doing that for a small fee, I suppose. But uh, you just got you got oh, to hit the logistics we could as do and when you can one to one logistical consultancies, yeah. but that, I think they call that that's a high ticket service. Yeah, which I mean, means you're, eventually, you're looking at four or five figures. Yeah, eventually we could just become life coaches because anyone could become a fucking life coach. I don't think you need any qualifications at all. You've got to set up a, oh, a web page on Squarespace, and you're. I away. was on a tube like not that long ago, about a year ago, or just before lock, the first lockdown with producer Mark, right? Yeah. And we were, we were going along on a tube and this... Tube, this tube, 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 tube. We're tubing about, you know. Tube, 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 tube. Come on, get us <laughs> on to where we're going. Line, on we're the district line. We got, <laughs> qu- quick, change. But why, Sam? Just change. That's what you do on the tubes. <laughs> but this Plus is the line we need. Now. Yeah, we'll change now and then we'll go a couple of shots and we'll change back again. See? <laughs> Don't fucking tell me, mate. I lived in this city my whole life. You've got to change it up. If not, you're just like a tourist. <laughs> right? And uh, this this woman got on. She was nice, right? Hmm? But she was super eccentric. And Chris. we were on this crowded train. Uh, she was a, she was, basically, she was, a, she was someone who was known to produce a mark. And he introduced right. us. And she was pleasant, right? But... I was thinking, this girl's weird. She can't make any eye contact with either of us. She's twitchy. Uh, mm. And I'm thinking, I think this this person might have a few mental health issues here. Um, nice girl, but I'm a bit, bit worried about her. She gets off the track tube. I go, she's nice. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know her from wherever. And I go, what's she do then? He goes, she's a life coach. And I'm not joking, right? I pissed myself laughing because I thought he was joking. He went, I don't know why you're laughing. That's what she does. He went, she's quite successful too. (laughs) And the other thing is, I mean, this is just a result of being an old man now. But she was, I reckon she was about 20 years younger than me. So that's not to say you can't be a life coach if you're young. But obviously it's funny 
to me because I'm looking at her thinking she, you know, she could basically be my daughter, certainly my niece. And it's like, yeah. life coach. She couldn't leave yeah, a nookie with us in the eye. <laughs> maybe I know she was saving it up. Maybe she was off duty, so therefore she doesn't do any kind of like regular interaction. So I had a mate who do... went to a life coach, right? And he he said he found this life coach because when he looked online, it was like so fucking highly recommended. Like there was all these testimonials saying, this bloke yeah. fucking changed my life. It's like a CEO or whatever going, oh, I changed my life around. Blah, blah, blah. Right. right? Yeah. So he goes along. And I go, how did it work out with that life coach? I was trying not to be cynical when he told me he was going to see one because obviously it's not the sort of thing that the likes no, of you or I would contemplate. But, no. um, but horses for courses. And I go, how did it go? He goes, oh, fucking hell. He went, oh, oh, within a minute of being there, I knew that it was, thank fuck it was a free trial, I think, right? Mm. He went, within a minute of being there, I knew I was wasting my time and I just wanted to leave. And I was just desperately yeah. trying to find the excuse. But he was obviously used to this and sort of found a million different ways to stop me leaving. You know, like when you go to a weird mate's house when you're at school and you sort of think, I don't <laughs> yeah. like this house. It smells funny. Yeah, I yeah. want to get out, right? Yeah. Um, a vague acquaintance from school has asked you round after school and you're about, a bit weird, but all right, I'll give it a go. He might have some good toys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he could have some good toys so it's worth a gamble and then as soon as you get the note he's got no good toys he's mm. got really weird toys that he really wants me to he's play with he homemade toys that have been made from pieces of wood yeah that are and then he tried, he, he tried to make up an excuse to go oh, just remember I've got to go home because my mum said I had to come home and they, this has yeah. happened to me they stand in front of the door give it the old you're Fucking not going anywhere no. sunshine you're staying here and playing with my shit toys yeah till at least 6pm yeah. And that's anyway, uh... this this mate of mine, he said the thing that fucking did him when he walked into the room, how he knew within one minute, he said it was at the bloke's flat, right? And it was like a first floor <laughs> flat in a in a house, right? But when he walked in, right, the flat was quite sparsely furnished, right? Mm. But the one thing that he clocked straight away was on a stool in the corner of the room was a dirty plate from the bloke's lunch, right? <laughs> and he said, I'm like, he said, this bloke was younger than me, and I'm there thinking, I'm supposed to be fucking paying this cunt for advice. And he's left a dirty plate out, even though he knows a potential client's coming round. I mean, who does yeah. that? Yeah, but maybe his whole attitude is that dirty plates don't have to be cleaned away straight away, that you are binding yourself into a, a social construct, if you like, whereby mm. dirty dishes need to be put away straight away. Let the dirty dish lie there for a while. It's not hurting anyone. If, Take listen, it into the if, kitchen when you're ready. If that's if that's the life coach's point of view, <laughs> right, then Fuck him. fine. Fine. No, fine. But I, my advice to that life coach would be, that's pretty out there. Maybe leave that to the third or fourth session. <laughs> But this is what I'm saying. Anybody can be a life coach. You don't exactly. need any qualifications at all. Exactly. It's even a the dirty, grift. E even as I call them, dirty plate wankers can be yeah. can be. Can be well, life you go to see the life coach because you think you've got an issue with leaving your washing up piling up, and you don't. You haven't got the motivation to do it unless it's like every fourth day, and then you turn up at his house and he's got his fucking dinner there on a stool. Well, I do. I do think. 
that the sort of people who'd go and see a life coach, one of the most common things is, oh, I'm not, I don't have enough energy. I'm not getting stuff done. I'm not productive. Mm -hmm. How can I make my life more productive to get the things that I want? Those are the sort of things you hear people say, right? Mm -hmm. So you think, I want to see someone who's going to flick a switch in my brain that's going to make me the dynamic go-getting individual I always wanted to be, right? Yeah. And obviously, we don't we espouse the just rest lifestyle here, so I'm not saying that is um, what what everyone should aspire to. But I know that some people have been tricked by society into thinking that's what they should do with their lives, right? Yeah. So you're going along thinking all I need is some cunt to like put a spell on me, like that mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, right? And suddenly <laughs> I'll I'll become like uh, Bradley Cooper in um, what's it called? Un- Limitless, Limitless where he takes yeah. a pill that just turns him like into this fucking machine, right? That's what you're hoping for. You get there, the first thing you see is fucking a load of like old baked beans on toast that like with a knife and fork and all the orange fucking bean juice all over the plate or dried yeah. and crusty. And you think, this cunt's not going to turn me into fucking Bradley Cooper out of Limitless. Oh, yeah. Right, he's going to turn me into fucking what's his name, Jim Royal from the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that? Is that a bad thing? This is what I'm well, saying. I don't think that man's got enough energy. Is in my I think opinion, the, I think the, the the dirty dinner plate on the stool is an indicator of the just rest lifestyle. Almost, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. Also, I just looked up Tony Robbins' allegations, and there's a can of worms. So yeah. nobody wants to be Tony Robbins anymore. <laughs> The reason I thought Tony Robbins was there's a film by the Faraday Brothers, one of their least good films, I thought, Uh which is called... The reason it's not a nice film is it's kind of got a mean... It means the premise is quite mean-spirited. It's called Shallow How, and it's got Jack Black. And in it, he's only interested in women who conform to conventional ideas of beauty. You know, very slim women, whatever. Mm. And uh, in it, it's like... What's the name? Gwyneth Paltrow as someone who's very overweight. But oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he, yeah. But Jack Black sees her only as slim and beautiful. And oh, so right. he's got something wrong is it one of those where he's had a bang on the head and there's something wrong with his eyes or something no, like that. What's happened to him is that Tony Rob he's bumped into Tony Robbins in a lift. The lift's the actual Tony down. Robbins. The actual Tony Robbins plays himself. <laughs> Fuck me. There's a right. lot of problems with this film. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's really like it's really it's a problematic thing because the whole premise of the film is just imagine if fat people weren't fat, they'd be quite nice, right? Oh, but that's Jesus. like a perverse fucking and, premise and, in the and first got, place. And you've got the lead the lead role is conventionally handsome Jack Black. I know. Well, yeah, you know yeah, that's mean? another thing. That is another thing that makes it mad, right? And then you know, he bumps into Fuck Tony Robbins, and the lift breaks down, and he starts chatting to Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins clocks onto the fact that this bloke's a bit of a prick. Right, mm. so he suddenly does a. He puts his hand to his forehead and says some sort of spell. Sim Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. And uh, Biff Boff Baff, he comes out of the lift, and suddenly, <laughs> if you think if Tony Robbins had those kind of mind control powers, you would have thought he'd have put them to slightly better use than what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this con see fat women are skinny. Yeah, and then later on I'm going to touch some women up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you always yeah. think... I mean, you look at Tony Robbins, you think... Or anyone who's in that kind of caper. And you can't... This is very unfair, I'm sure, to a lot of people who are helping others. But, don't know, him with his fucking, you know, Bluetooth mic on stage, doing mm. all that whooping and yelling. 
and his body looks like he's been to the gym, you know, yeah. too many times and all the rest of it, you sort of think there is a strong sexual element to what he is doing. There right, must be. It's always, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always the same with that sort of thing, isn't it? A man putting himself on a pedestal as being some kind of, you know, I am better than you. There's always a fucking... There's always an angle, Why did I, Tony Robbins, go into the life coaching business? Good question. Uh, I could give you the long answer, but you probably haven't got time for that, so instead I'll give you the short answer. One word, Fanny. Next question. I'm a devious narcissist. End of story. And I'm you know a, what? It's I worked out a treat trick Fanny. <laughs> I'm a Fanny tricker. That's what my <laughs> goal is in life, is to trick Fanny. <laughs> yeah. Shallow Hal. Okay. Another Don't one watch not Shallow to watch. Hal. Not worth it. I'm a fan of the Faraday Brothers. I like, yeah. I love something about Mary. I love Kingpin. Um, oh, yeah. And me, myself and Irene. Great films. But they let themselves down with that one. Matter of fact, didn't they do Dumb and Dumber as well? Sorry? What, didn't they do Dumb and Dumber? They did do them? Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which obviously is a superb movie. Uh, book recommendation, Peter Farrelly write, has written a few novels as well. Yeah. And uh, the first one came out before he really was a success in Hollywood. But the second one is called The Comedy Writer, right? I have that book, yeah. Have you read it? I haven't read it yet, but I've got it, yeah. Fucking great book. Great book. And I... I uh, he was the first person I ever interviewed for the for the Guardian, and it was it, and it was like not supposed to be a big thing because he had that book coming out, and I don't think they saw it as a big story, but it made the cover because he said to me, I said, "There's a scene in this book where you briefly mention that your main character once saw a UFO when he was like 15." <laughs> Just picked up on that, wondered if that was at all based on truth and he goes fucking hell no one ever asked me that before but yeah I have seen aliens <laughs> and then he went into a long fucking thing about how he had, had a quite detailed encounter with aliens when he was 15 right. so I'd fucking I thought I'll have some of that I've stuck it in they stuck it yeah. on the fucking front of the main paper going Peter Farrelly my encounters with aliens I was well chuffed but the book because he was publicising that book it's a fucking good book it's really funny and I can recommend it highly Right. So that's yeah, I've sort got of logistics, it's, it's, isn't it? it? It's on my list of 700 books that I haven't read yet that I own. But, uh, yeah. I wonder what they're doing these days. Oh, they haven't done much. They did a they did Green Book in 2018. Did they? That's a brilliant film. That, I didn't know they'd done yeah. that. That is a really yeah. great film. Yeah. Um, was it just was it both of them? It was just Peter himself. Right. And then, and then before that... They got that, a bit serious Dumb, Dumb with that. Dumb and Dumber 2, which is obviously... Uh, was probably a commercial necessity. But, yeah. Uh, right, so we we are essentially life coaches on this That's podcast. But with a twist, because we're quite <laughs> happy to admit that we're just cunts. Yeah. But um, if you want to sign cunts. up for that, then... Yeah. Life, not so much life coaches as life cunts, or cunt coaches, whatever you want to call us. I mean, I just thought that when you just mentioned Bluetooth cheek bikes, I just thought this could be a, a section in our upcoming live tour later in the year. Life cunts. So, yeah, uh, it really could be. Make a note be. of that. You've we'll got to right run in. onto stage slightly breathless and yeah. whoop and cheer. Yep, yeah. I just want people to whoop back. That's all yeah. I want. That's all I do the live shows for. When we whoop, you whoop back. Yeah. That's the name of our forthcoming live tour 
We'll put a, like an announcement over the tannery before the show starts. If at any time the performing artists whoop, you are duty bound to whoop back. Otherwise, this show will be over. If not, you'll They'll be asked off. to leave. If you do not <laughs> yeah. leave immediately after being asked to, the performers shall leave the building. <laughs> yeah. uh, so life logistics. Yeah, we've had some in on the Twitter earlier on. Here's one. Uh, uh, Chesterfield Zoidberg, he calls himself. Fucking hell. Um, well, it looks like his real name's Andy Walker. Um, and he says, my microwave is starting to make a crackling sound when I'm using it. I've had it since 2008. Is it time to get shot of it? Well, I mean, a 13-year-old microwave, to me, seems like a fucking disaster waiting to happen, given yeah. what microwaves are made of. Microwave is just like a small version of Chernobyl, isn't it? But in a yeah, condensed box form, safe. I'm led to believe. It's mad to think that like most homes in the developed world contain a mini Chernobyl in them. Makes me think, yeah. did did we learn nothing? But then you say that, but then the idea of pets is similar. The idea that you've got a fucking animal wandering around your house <laughs> and you've like willingly brought it in, that seems weird to me. I look down at Oscar sometimes, I think, it's a fucking animal in here. What's this? Yeah, how what's he planning? Yeah. How did, how Oscar's, this Oscar's giving you the whole kind of I love you Andy but yeah. he's, don't worry about this he's fucking planning I love you but if you die I'm going to eat your eyeballs <laughs> so every time he looks at you it's like a scene from Tom and Jerry where you turn into an enormous roasted ham leg yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then that's how he looks to me sometimes it's just society's norms that are stopping me from eating him jalapeño If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Jalapeño. But yeah, we've all got a mini Chernobyl in our house, I guess. Um, and if you've had one for 13 years, chances are it's on the way out. I mean, the crackling noise is there some metal or foil in there somehow? Because that's what happens, isn't it? You put tin foil in the microwave. Oh, I did a bit of research that, on this. That, that's I watched it on YouTube. That's how, your, that's how Chernobyl happened. I'd done it yeah. once when I was a kid, when we first had a microwave, because I Deliberately. thought... Yeah, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do that. We've got a microwave. Yeah. I think I probably went in school and we've got one of them microwaves, and a kid probably would have said, oh, i tell you what you want to do, put some fucking metal in it. It's mental. It's brilliant. Yeah. And I put some metal in there, 
and it's it is really super mad and it looked like you know when the emperor starts shooting like electric out of his fingertips in yeah. star wars that's what it looked like yeah i did a bit of research before we did this episode i'd look on youtube i thought someone's bound to have done this and put it on youtube and lo and behold about six thousand people have done it um and yeah it, it goes all blue and there's fucking yeah. lines of electricity and all sorts and then there's another video uh, which someone's done outside, quite rightly, uh, where they put fireworks into a microwave. Uh, and what you, you just ran just before I was about to watch that. Um, oh, so you haven't actually seen it? I haven't watched that yet, no. I can't really see what's... Oh, fucking hell, I'm seeing lots of smoke and they've got the door open. Um, yeah, I might watch that later on. But this... this oh, yeah, they've, they've taken a lump hammer to it towards the end as well. So uh, smashing it up. So what are we telling this lad then? He's got a problem what with it. What are we it? telling He's... him? Just get uh, a new I mean, fucking microwave. Just They're get cheap a new now. microwave. Then yeah, exactly. Two thousand and eight. I mean, we probably got our first one in about nineteen fucking eighty eight. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, when they were massive. Yeah, huge fucking, fucking huge things, units. and they cost about two hundred quid. Yeah, and in the eighties as well. Three and a half grand. In the eighties, you'd um. The, when they first got big, you cut fucking everything in a microwave. It felt sophisticated to do so yeah. because it felt quite a premium product. And you'd be like showing off. Posh people would be like, we'll be having another microwave dinner tonight. <laughs> Ready in seven oh, minutes. Those fucking, those fucking Joneses at number 82. <laughs> They're fucking always boasting. They, that's the fucking fourth fucking microwave tea they've had this week. I don't know who they think they are. The amount of spare time they've got is fucking ridiculous. Look at them having it off in the garden. Bastards. <laughs> but like, but now, it, because microwave meals, which now people be like, uh, microwave yeah. meals, but like back then, it was almost quite trendy to have like a microwave meal. It. Yeah. It was what, like, all. Your, your people in the eight, like your Gary Davises and your Kim mm. Jensen's, those kind of characters. Your Mike Smiths and Sarah Greens. Every night, microwave yeah. spag bowl, microwave yeah. chicken fricassee. I'd like to get Sarah Musaka. I'd like to get Sarah Green on this podcast and just ask her about a microwave activity in the mid eighties with her and Mike Smith. We could have one of those ask podcasts about nothing else. You get where it's just like. Sam and Andy's microwave memories. Uh, each week we speak to. I, I'm not sorry to rant about the BB oh, Auntie Beeb again because she is under a lot of pressure as it is at the moment because <laughs> the Tories are trying to have a shutdown for some sort of discrepancy regarding an interview with a princess from 30 years ago, <laughs> the, a quarter of a century ago. Yeah. I'm really confused by it. Right? Yeah. It's like I saw like Pretty Patel on telly going, "Yeah, well." I mean, basically, we're going to have to shut it down. And I'm like, what? Have I missed something here? What? Someone fucking, a journalist got convinced the princess who's been dead yeah. 30 years into doing an interview once. Yeah. And and now everyone's saying shut down the fucking whole organisation. Yeah. Come off it. Anyway. Lessons so have been read. learned. But, <laughs> I fucking yeah. hope they are. What? About it's what? fucking ages ago. What about journalists bullshitting to get interviews? I tell you what, you don't want to open a fucking can of worms like that. Right, because when you're going to get a big fucking exclusive, I mean, it's like, listen, not being funny, but it's very similar to when you're a younger man and you're trying to like impress a bird, right? You fucking you're given to saying any old shit that you think will get her to come home with you. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's what Martin Bashir was doing. Of and it was. If there's, if yeah. there's a lot of journalists throwing stones. You should be very fucking careful, right? Because well, at- I mean, we're, we're we're just a few weeks away from the tenth anniversary of the News of the World phone hacking scandal. Well, precisely, really. and yeah. yeah, it'll be News UK, right? That who are of course the the company that owns the News of the World. Who will be fucking going bang out for the BBC because they hate the BBC. They resent it. They think that it's uh, it's not just the fact they regard it as being left wing. It's the fact they just think it kind of, you know, squeers the pitch for commercial well, exactly. enterprises. It's, it's all over their turf, isn't it? Yeah. Which is what I was about, which I agree with to an extent, which is what I was about to rant about. But, but, they'll be the ones going, this is a disgrace, right? Mm. Now, what, what they did to Diana, right? <laughs> it was like, no, it was your fucking paps that chased her into a tunnel, right? And also, yeah. this is one bloke, Martin Bashir, who would have got the interview anyway, right? But, you literally were tapping the phone of grieving parents so give us a fucking break with the lectures dickheads pipe down cunts yeah, yeah. Um, but it is true that when I listen to Six Music in the morning they will run ads ads that they could of course run for free for their fucking plethora of like ridiculous fucking BBC Sounds podcasts that they commission right. that take up all the resource and, and space right that mm. podcasts like our humble little self-starting podcast can take and it's always like every week me and Cressida Headley Smedley Smythe my fucking comedy sidekick speak to a different comedian about their microwave memories <laughs> Josie Long huh, do you remember Masaka in the microwave oh it was so hot when it came out <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, as we were talking about that a few minutes ago, I thought, well, there you go, there's another podcast. Another if that's not already been made, it will be memories. And a fucking circle jerk of stand-up comedians and... and, and they want to fucking wind, them, wind some of them in, right? Do a podcast, but get fucking Attenborough on a podcast or something like that, something that only the yeah. BBC could do. Because I yeah. know, for a fact, and I won't re- re- uh, reveal my sources, that Lens podcast, this is a nine-year-old boy talking about a made-up yeah. football tournament, right? is currently getting more fucking listens than the vast majority of BBC Sounds comedy podcasts. Totally believe it. And yeah. I've got an inside source who has revealed oh, that to me. Get in there. Well, there you so, go. Yeah. It's silly. But this is what happens when corporations get involved and try and do this. We've, we've gone over this before. Let's not... Yeah, let's yeah. Not let's, we, we say, it makes us sound bitter. Here, but I would like to, to say, if people. we sound bitter, and I can't speak for Andy here, but if, if I sound bitter, that's because I am. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, John Foster says, what is the correct way to use a urinal or urinal? Uh, he says, do you, stand do you on your handstand. How it well, was designed. You know when you see articles on BuzzFeed and stuff saying... Um, the 10 things that you've been using wrong your whole life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You're doing it wrong. A banana's yeah. not supposed to be peeled and eaten. You're supposed to ram the whole thing up your you're ass. You're supposed to snap it in half and then squeeze yeah. it out. All that shit, right? But this is true. So John Urinal, if you look at the yeah. original illustrations from Victorian times when the urinal was invented, yeah. the illustration is of an, uh, a Victorian gentleman with a really tall top hat and all the rest of it, mm. right? Standing on his hands with his feet up on the wall above the urinal, yeah. pissing in reverse upside down. 
That's what it. That is how it's supposed to be used. Yeah, true. I've seen that. But no, um, he says, do you aim for the back, the front, or the drain? <clears throat> With summer and light trousers approaching, how do you minimise splashback? Um, I mean, do you aim for the back or the front? I you aim. don't aim for the drain. I aim, that- no, if I see a bit of, um, what do you call it, the soap, the, the thing yeah, they put in there. urinal cake. I aim cake, always for the urinal cake. Aim for the cake. But then it can bounce off the cake at an angle and you can't really control what that angle is. If the urinal cake is tilted slightly and you aim for the cake, it could bounce off. I think it's called a refraction, is it? Mm. I, mean, I see what you're saying. But surely to not. me, that's part of the appeal. There's jeopardy. I see it as a sport. It's jeopardy. And I'm like, yeah. I'm pissing. I'm trying to hit the target. And if I don't hit it cleanly in the spot that I'm aiming for, there is a... Big risk that I could get splash pack. Piss all and, over yourself. And, and if it's summer, fault. I might be wearing a pair of light-coloured chinos, mate, where it's really going to show well, yeah. up. In winter, if I'm wearing my dark jeans, no problem. Don't care. Don't care. Um, I'm just trying to think how I would approach this. I think you've. I, w- I would aim for the front section just in front of the drain because you're, you're pissing downwards. It's going to either go down the drain or any bounce is going to bounce up towards the wall mm. at the back, and then that's going to absorb it. So you're not going to get much splash back there, I don't think. It's been so long since I've fucking pissed in a urinal. I've pissed uh, in urinals at over motorways. A year. The main, the main one I've had, the main pisses I've had at urinals in last year have been at motorway services. Um, they, they like to in lockdown in the post-COVID age, they have gaffer tape across every second urinal to prevent people standing side by side. I don't know if you've seen that. Hazard tape, the yellow and black stripes in the the colours of Borussia Dortmund. And, um, yeah, that's just a popular sight now up and down the land. Yeah, some people people have cashed in by getting workers, hiring people out to tape up urinals. To just do that, like Mm. a a, a sort of a freelancer. Yeah. Um, it'll be uh, a, a, an emotional day, I think, when we do visit the services and see that those tapes have gone and we're allowed to stand side by side think, again. I think it's the new normal, mate. I don't think anything's. I don't think anything will change. I think those urinals will be taped up indefinitely because we well, can never go back. I, want I think we don't see as much as you used to, the trough-style urinal, which mm. I actually prefer. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, because they, because they, they, that the metal's really thin on those, isn't it? Not the metal ones, of, porcelain ones that go right down oh, to the ground level. Oh, the floor. They go all the way to the floor. There's a, the there's, yeah, there's a long, yeah. and you all stand there. You used to get them in pubs and schools, and you mm. all stand in a line. I mean, at football they had them, and sometimes you'd be squished in, like next yeah. to people. I'm not saying your willies would be almost touching, but they sometimes were almost touching. Well, one of my favourite pubs in Sunderland, the Ivy House, where I've mm. drunk since I was about 17, um, they, they had a, a, a fucking, what, must have been a 100 grand refurb a few years ago. Mm. The gents' toilets was the only element that was not touched at all by any of that money because Good. they've got one of those. I think it's got, what you call it? Um, listed status. It's a listed oh. building. The, what, the, the gents toilet? bogs in the ivy house I think wow. it, it must be because they've done nothing to it and it's still got one of those urinals that goes all the way to the floor with the drain 
made of porcelain. So uh, the, it's, the, it's worth a visit to the, to the Ivy House is worth it, it even just for the it, toilets alone. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not. Uh, it's not the most pleasant place in Sunderland to have a piss, but it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Uh the best toilets I've ever been in were in America. I mean, uh, say what you like about America, but the public bathrooms are different fucking class, mate. Unbelievable. Like yeah. when I went there in the mid nineties, when I went to LA first time in the mid nineties. It was the first time I'd seen shit like taps that just worked automatically. That didn't come here till fucking the noughties, right? Yeah. The the the, the completely touch-free bathroom facility. Mm. Touchless flushing, touchless washing, mm. touch, touchless drying. Nowadays, you might be used to that in the UK, but don't forget, we were living in the past as far as carsies were concerned. Totally. And, uh, you know, until the noughties. And the, but when we were there a couple of years ago, the kids, me and Len, went into this place. There was a shopping precinct called the Grove, right? And uh, it was just like Westfields or whatever. Um, and we went in the toilet there, and it was like being in a fucking gentleman's club from like <sighs> the olden times, right? Yeah. It was everything was mahogany and marble, right? Wow. The fittings were like you know beautiful old sort of aged kind of iron right mm-hmm. and it smelt beautiful and there was newspapers there was one of the best things about it was there was all your cologne and all the rest of it like you get in certain fancy places but there wasn't a cunt like trying to push it on you overseeing it yeah it wasn't staffed right so i suppose you could have nicked it but i think people had too much respect they've made such an effort as me and then left, I mean, we were buzzing from it. We were like, this is incredible. <laughs> and as we walked out, as we walked out, there was uh, an older American gentleman coming the other way. And he was walking in a very excited way, like he was a man on a mission, right? And he had a folded newspaper under one arm. And he was <laughs> heading straight into the bathroom. And as we saw him, I said to Len, Len, I think that's the best toilet I've ever been in in my life. And before Len could respond, this old geezer, as he walked past, just went to me, he ain't lying. (laughs) (laughs) He pointed at me and said it, and then just fucking exhilarated in. It was like, I got the distinct impression that this old timer, it was part of his daily routine. Yeah, yeah. Whether he needed to go or not. He yeah. had like you know like you have you, you must have, you've got like quite a lot of empty days when you're older and retired. Yeah. You probably have to schedule things in just to make it kind of fill your days. <laughs> it's like, and I reckon he had like you know eleven yeah. till eleven forty-five. <laughs> go just hang around in the toilets at the Grove Shopping Centre. I see you lying. in forty minutes, boy. <laughs> it was like that. I got my paper. I got my slippers. I got my wipes. <laughs> I am good to go. <laughs> my wife cannot get near me for the next 45 minutes <laughs> yeah good so stuff there out. we are mm. that's the end of this episode I hope we've helped some people oh yeah, yeah. and at the end of that that query um, John asks how do you pronounce it is it urinal or urinal just uh, say what you want just go with it yeah, I'm not I'm not whatever. a big guy I'll for like both. sort of being prescriptive about pronunciations yeah, I'll use both. I'll just use whatever my subconscious tells me to use at any given time. I go with the flow. Yeah, there you go. Beautifully done. That's it from this one. Uh, go with the flow if you can, but don't be afraid to swim upstream like the salmon. Please piss responsibly. Please piss responsibly.